Hey y'all, welcome to today's podcast, Ramping Up Your Summer. Don't forget to favorite this podcast, and we're going to get started in just one second. Hey Dave, thanks for joining me today. No problem. How you doing, Dan? All right. So you guys, you're on the air with Dan Weber and Dave Petty here with our global series. This is going to be our third podcast together, and today's focus is going to be on summer. And our special guest is Elena Daigle from Mathnesium Pearland and Mathnesium of Beaumont. But first, Dave and I just want to update you guys back onto this whole global series, why we're doing it. And Dave, I got to tell you, I got a ton of great feedback about our last podcast. Um, just to drop one name, Tommy in San Diego, when I visited him, he came up to me. He's like, I got to tell you, Dan, I had no idea we were doing so good internationally. And he said, I felt refreshed and I felt pumped up after that. And I just thought that was like exactly what you and I were setting out to achieve when we started doing this together. Yeah, absolutely. I just think that we're such a big community. And, you know, this is... You know, it's interesting in life is, you know, you can kind of go it alone. And there's that that's very kind of Western thought of like the one man against all odds and the Lone Ranger and, <laughs> you know, do it all yourself, John Wayne style. And it's like, that's a really hard road to go. And when you know that other people are in your, you know, on your team, in your same situation, rooting for you, cheering for you, have done it and failed, just like you've done it and failed, done it and succeeded, just like you've done it and succeeded, learned. Uh, you know, passionate, you know, it, it's, again, it's kind of what we touch on at the first podcast of the, the convention that when you see other people who are walking the same walk that you are talking the same talk, it's just so encouraging. And I think if we can even play a small, small part in that, Dan, of pulling people together into this global community and that people can recognize that and get encouragement off of that. And also some good ideas on how to run their mathnasium then I think you'll feel, you'll feel, you feel fulfilled. I feel fulfilled. And I feel like we're doing our mission as, you know, wanting to change and helping, helping change people's life and shape their life for the better. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely going to have to get Chris back, get the Bash brothers back together for another one. Um, and uh, I'm sure we'll get an update from Chris soon enough about how things are going. I heard they just opened another amazing center in Vietnam and, um, he's been sharing some pictures and it looks great over there. And, um, just really excited to hear more of what comes from this global community. And I really hope that more people share this podcast with each other and it just ties people together closer. So um, with that said, our guest today, we're going to bring on our guest, Elena Daigle in a second. And uh, we're going to get started talking about summer. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining me today on our global series. I've got, uh, this is Dan Weber. I'm a franchise business consultant. And with us today is Dave Petty, again, our, my co-host, as well as Elena Daigle, center owner for Mathnasium Beaumont and Mathnasium of Pearland. And today, I can't believe that March is already over. Um, and I feel like this time of year is that time where we haven't really had any significant breaks, right? Like, Back in November, December, we have like three five-day weekends with the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. And we've been going for three full months without a break. And I think it's a really important message to remind people that this is not, April is not the time to slow down. Um, this is the time of year where it's like, go, go, go. Let's go for April. Let's go for May. Let's go for June. Let's focus on summer. Let's build up our student count. And then, then we can rest in July. You know, we're going to Canada for convention. We can rest, recharge, and get ready for back to school. 
And Dave, you always talk about this. And I was hoping you could talk to a little bit of that seasonality and that mindset right now about the fact that, you know, this is the time of year where you don't pump the brakes. You continue to hit the gas. Yeah. Something interesting about Mathnasium is that there's these very, uh, you know, hard and fast rules that are pretty consistent throughout the entire year. And what I mean by that is that you kind of have this steady growth through the start of the year, and then you'll probably grow and be, you know, be busy through May through June. And then it, it little tapers off a little bit, but then it starts to grow again in September, October, as the kids come back to school. And I would say that right now, today, it is March 26, and it's probably one of the hardest times in the year because you've been going for three months and you still have about you know two or three months to go. It's interesting you mentioned this, Dan, because I was doing some research. And if you, if you look up, just Google mile 19 in a marathon. And mile 19, there's a ton of research done on it because mile 19 is that point where somebody has done, I mean, 19 miles is awesome. If you told me you did 19 miles, no one's going to say, hey, that's not good. Do better. (laughs) That's more than I've ever done or great job, but you're not quite finished yet. But it's so far off. You feel like I still have seven more miles to go. That seems so long that it starts playing tricks on your mind. And so there's all these things that, you know, these professional runners teach you and, where not to let your mind go, where to let your mind go, the ships, you know, changing up maybe your running style. But it's kind of, you know, I, I liken that to the Mathnasium owner right now or the center director where you're on mile 19 and you've got to push through, you've got to focus, you've got to kind of dig down deep and grind uh, because you still have a lot of great opportunities to change students' lives and to get students enrolled and to give them quality transformational education through our right materials and right instruction. And so my encouragement is to everybody listening to this is keep going, you know, dig down deep, double down on your efforts. It's not time to give up, but to continue fight through that mile 19 because the marathon is almost over and you'll be glad that you continued and fought, fought kind of the, the good fight and ran the race. Yeah. And I would also say that this is kind of that perfect storm. Um, We've got, you know, as we enter April, we've got our year-round students, but we've also got uh, peaked interest for summer. And we've also got those high school kids looking to get help for their finals. And, and then also the state testing that are going on, that's really big. Star testing is really big in Texas. And so you really see this perfect storm of leads coming in, looking to Mathnasium for help and really doing the best you can to cater to, to all of them, um, to getting as many people in. And I think Elena can really talk to us more about what she does to really cater to those groups of people, specifically her summer students. Elena was highlighted last year in the summer spotlight as a owner for some of the great things that she does. And I was reading over her, the entire bio that they listed again, and it's so good. There's so many things in here that are so important to reiterate. Um, that I wanted to, you know, Dave and I to interview Elena about this. And one of the things, Elena, is how would you gauge your success in the center for summer? Um, I always compare it with the previous summers and try to outdo myself from last summer. Okay. And I also try not to ever have a slump in the summer. A A lot of centers I've noticed do decline in July and August. 
And um, so what I did our, years ago, I reached out to centers. I asked my FBC, I'm like, tell me some centers who do great in the summer. And he told me some centers and I reached out to them and collected as much data as I could from them and started incorporating what they taught me. Uh, and it works. Yeah, it really does. And uh, I, I'm looking here at some of the notes that I want to highlight, which is you can, a lot of people come to me and say, Dan, I just got kids that they, they just go out of town for summer. They all leave. And that's really kind of a it's, a, it's a tough mindset, right? To think, to accept that if you accept that all your kids just leave you, then it's like, what are you going to do for all of summer? And I love that you, you made a note here saying that you compared your May and July of last year to the January and March. And in your May and July, you are actually up $4,000. And this was actually for 2016. So we'd have to take a closer look at 2017. But your revenue went up for the three months of summer versus going down compared to the beginning of the year. And that's super important mm -hmm. to what Dave is talking about, that this is really an upward trend right now. It absolutely can be um, because parents are looking for something for their kids to do during the summer. And uh, you just have to get your name out there and then put together an exciting program that the kids are going to enjoy that is attractive to the parents and that isn't going to drive your uh, payroll cost up. So you kind of brought up a great point. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do to keep the program exciting? In the summer, uh, we reach out to the schools at, for the struggling kids who are going to be attending summer school. We have one private school that sends us all their kids that are going to be retained. And, and they tell them if they don't attend 30 hours at Mathnasium, then they're going to retain them. But they have enough confidence in us to know that we're going to you know, if the kids show up and work hard, we're going to get them where they need to be. Um, so that's a huge help at one of our centers. Um, and then we we design our hour totally different in summer. We do 20 minutes of pre-K, I mean PKs. Then we do 20 minutes of workout book. And then we do 20 minutes of hands-on activities. And we focus a lot on STEM activities. So the kids really, and, and also when you do that, you can have one instructor with six, the right instructor with six or eight kids at the activity center, which sure. will really help control your payroll costs. And also it can help control your flow of kids um, because they could, they don't have to stick in that exact order of PKs, workout book, then activities. You can flip them around. They may do activities first, just whatever helps your, the flow of your center the best at the time. Yeah. Now, Elena, I don't know if you know this, but you are actually on the phone with the uh, self-crowned Uno champ, um, <laughs> Dave Petty, back from his Lake Forest heyday. So, Dave, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you did as a franchisee when you were down in Lake Forest and you were stacking enrollments on enrollments on enrollments? Well, you know, I'm a father of three. Um, I, uh, you know had a lot of great accomplishments in my life but the number one accomplishment is the uno chance yes. <laughs> and there's nothing like dropping a plus four card on a kid and just seeing him wilt from the inside <laughs> out. uh no it's you know I, I really believe that you know what elaine's saying is, is so right on is you know let's think outside of the box and let's add some activities uh, to the to the center that makes it more fun and I think most parents, if not all parents, when they enroll for the summer and you bring up, hey, we also have kind of this different program in the sense of that it's fun. We play games, we play activities, uh, we do activities. Most parents love that. And that's kind of what they want and what they're expecting, because we all have this feeling that in summer, 
certainly we need to learn and we need to grow, but we need to stop and have a little bit of fun yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody believes that everyone thinks that, or most people think that, and that's what can really set mathnasium apart as well. What we do is we do the full hour mathnasium hour. So warm up PK workout book, cool down, but then we add an hours, hour game on top of that. So, how we kind of manage that is we open the center at 12 and from 12 to one is a game hour. And so kids can uh, come at 12 and then they stay till two because they do an hour of games and an hour of mathnasium. And every day we have a tournament. So this is where the Uno tournament comes in, a checkers tournament. Uh, Skip bow is a very popular game that you could do a tournament in. anything. I mean, even old maid we play, it's not necessarily a math game, but, you know, just something kind of fun out of the box that kids like and kids enjoy. And we do a tournament every day so that there's a winner and winner might get a few extra cards or a prize. You can kind of mix it up with whatever you feel is appropriate. But uh, every day we do that. Now, we also do a game hour at the end of the night, too. So from uh, 630 to 730, we'll also do a game hour as well. So some of the older kids or people that can't come in the, the midday can come at the end of the day. And so I really, if you're not doing games or you don't have that on the schedule for the summer or a res, you know, resource time or, or whatever you want to call it, something that focuses on the fun aspects of mathematics or uh, the, the fun aspects of summer, I would really encourage you to, to look into that and to buy some simple games that would allow you like Uno, um, like Skip Bow, like, you know, if you look at any of the games on in the operations manual, all those games are great too. Uh, buy and to play and, and it can really help kids not only have fun but also to learn uh, you know mathematics as well you know another great thing to do which um elena you do this too and uh also orange theory which i frequent once a day um <laughs> and uh if you don't know that i do orange theory you'll certainly hear me talk about it soon enough but they do theme days and we and, and in mathnasium we can do theme days like and Elena's got some special themed days like um, ice cream socials, popcorn day, superhero day, Hawaiian luau day. And um, I think adding separate holiday or not holidays, but separate theme days can get kids really excited during the kind of the, to get them out of their normal kind of routine where it's like, oh, today's a 90s day or, uh, you know, well, 90s, they were born. So uh, today's 80s day. Well, 90s would be too old, but um, I digress. But uh, what other theme days are you doing, Elena? Well, this month we have, uh, it's a surprise on a stick day in one of our centers because it's the fair, that we have the fair this time of year. And so one of our centers is doing fruit kebabs on a stick and the other center is doing uh, big suckers on the sticks. Um, but our kids love Taco Tuesday and we just have Taco Bell deliver tacos at 5 30 and it's tacos from 5 30 to 7 and um it, that's super easy and very affordable and our kids love it um we've made ice cream they love slime they love to make slime um and we always have a mystery prize every month and that can be just anything that we have come up with and we've done s'mores we've actually had we've had a little s'more roaster and we found it was much easier if we just did them in the microwave but they love s'more yeah so we've talked a lot about what to do let's talk about how to get people in the door i think two huge resources available to really drive old parents existing parents new parents into the door is constant contact and facebook 
And I love sending summer emails to old parents or parents from last summer or parents that who haven't been in yet and telling them how great our summer program is. And um, Elena, you make a lot of good points here about the fact that you collect every phone, every phone call and every walk in lead gets entered into radius so that you can send a constant contact email out to them. Absolutely. If they have a pulse, we enter them as a lead. That's all you have to, you have to. And uh, I I know what that's like, where it's like, you might think they're not too interested or you write it down on a post-it note and the post-it note gets lost. You know, you pay for that lead. You can't go find that lead again. Mm -hmm. Um, So Dave, what are you guys using to really drive uh, people into the, into your center this summer? Yeah. So this is a great conversation to have. And it's, you know what I love about this, Dan and Elaine, is that we're having this conversation now and it's March. Yeah. And too many people run their business and run their marketing plan too late. And they think about this in June or May and not in March and February. And so this idea that we're talking about this now, that you're getting the word out now, that you're having this conversation now with parents about summer is so key. So I'd say a couple things to do kind of easiest to hardest. So easiest would be to kind of what you guys are saying. Get a list from Radius of all your past customers, all your summer customers, obviously, but but any inactive lead and email them, call them, text them, have your AD, have your lead instructor help you to call these people and just say, hey, I just wanted to let you know our summer material just came out and I'd love to send it to you or email it to you. If you have any questions, we'd love to get you enrolled. We have this you know, early deadline for summer, whether that's, you know, May 31st or April, whenever you want to set a deadline to get students enrolled for an early bird special, set that up so that people feel like, okay, I got to get in for summer to get this great deal. Uh, Two, I would say to start having the promotional material and having those conversations with current parents as well. So people that are enrolling now, oftentimes they have, uh, this problem that they've waited so long into the year in order to get their student help. And right now in the end of March, it might be a little late to do everything and to go deep dive into every issue this student has mathematically. However, what's great about summer is that we do have that opportunity. And so have that conversation with students who are enrolling today, people who have enrolled in the last month of, Hey, I really think summer is a great option for you. And here's why. You know, the clock stops, your kid can deep dive. We can go back a year. We can refresh a lot of this material so that in August and September, when they sit down in that seat for the first day of school, they feel confident about their mathematics and that they're not going to have a repeat of last year, this year, or, or next year. So I would say the third thing is to do more traditional marketing as well. You know, we have some great material on the marketing matrix about summer. Yeah. And so sending out postcards, sending out door hangers. If you've never tried... Um, posters and or uh, uh, postcards and door hangers. I'd really recommend that for summer, because a lot of parents are looking right now in their head, kind of in theory, they're thinking, "Well, school's about to end, and I need activities for my children." And so, to put that in their brain and right in front of their face on their doorstep or in their mailbox is a great idea. I'd also gear some Facebook ads uh, and some internet PPC marketing towards the summer student as well or a summer parent as well, because again, same thing as the postcard parents are in the back of their mind, have this of, we need to do something for summer. Summer will be coming up. We're making plans for vacation. We're making plans for June and July. And so one of those things is, yeah, mathnasium. That would be a great thing to do 
And so let's set that up today. So those kind of three things, easiest to hardest is what I would recommend people do. Yeah. One of the things that, um, you know, you're talking about door hangers, Dave, and uh, one of the things Elena does that's really, Elena is like Miss Yard Sign USA. Um, <laughs> and uh, you'll just, Elena will go just uh, put her yard signs everywhere. And, and what do you do when they come and pick them up? Um, we put them back out again. Yeah. <laughs> we wait. <laughs> we like to, There's no stopping her. We like to put them out on a Friday of a three-day weekend because the city workers are off on Monday. And then they're out Friday, even, yeah, Friday evening, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday. But at um, our Beaumont Center, we got permission from, this was huge, but we got permission from the school district to place our yard signs on every campus. And it's our uh, star prep signs, which is our state standardized testing. And so that has gotten huge traction, huge traction. It's been, it's been exciting. In Pearland, we have to put the yard signs out outside of the city limits. Uh, okay. We're not able to put them in the city limits. But, um, and then also, we, uh, we market a lot to the teachers. And also, you need to remember that every teacher is also a parent. And so not only do they have, you know, tons of students, but they also have two or three kids of themselves, of their own. And so we deliver goodies. Uh, every week we try to hit two schools and um, we bring them goodies and they have cute little sayings. I've posted it all over um, Google groups. People can look at that. And then we, we're sending them out a, um, an educator's discount now for their own children that they can get a 10% discount if they bring them to Mathnasium. You also, Elena, I'm not sure where you are right now. I can hear a whole lot going on over there. Yeah. <laughs> I also, um, hey, you also email pediatricians. We do. Yeah. Pediatricians, uh, adolescent. Too. Yep, adolescent psychiatrists. We have gotten a lot of referrals from a psychiatrist in Beaumont. Um, yep. All right. So I got two more questions for you guys. And I think uh, this is kind of at the top of everyone's mind. But the first important one is what do you do to encourage parents from the spring to stay on through summer? Post assessments. Oh. Yeah, we do post assessments and show them, you know, the gains that have been made, but we're not quite to goal yet or we're not quite um, to grade level. So I right. think that helps the parents see it. And you can always do a progress check too. Dave, is there anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this on a previous podcast, but I think there's so much value in, ha in, in what Elaine's saying is the post-assessment, but having that conversation with the parent who enrolls in February, March, and April. Because again, I just want to come back to this premise here of pain is a great motivator, unfortunately, right? People often don't do things until there's perceived pain, there is actual pain, or there could, you know, kind of this looming pain, right? And so when a student has been bringing home B's and C's in September, October, November, we forget about it in December because of the holidays, January, February, and then now it's come to this point where the kids get in C's and D's, they have a parent com conference, and finally the parent goes, you know what, I don't care what it costs, I don't care what I have to do, you're getting help. And you've had these parents call you and say, can I come in today? Can I come in now? Are you there now? I have my student in the car. I'm coming now. You can't stop me. <laughs> and, and, and of course, you're not trying to stop them, right? Yeah. Uh, but look, the reason they're having pain is because 
the symptom of the problem is the test scores and the homework. That's the symptom. But, but the root cause of the problem is that they don't have a strong foundation in mathematics. And whatever grade they are, you know, you can, you can list this, Dan and Elaine, you know, third grader, multiplication, fifth grader, fractions, decimals, percentages, seventh grader, basic algebra functions, uh, ninth grade, basic uh, slope and foiling, you know, algebra two, synthetic division, geometry, proofs. I mean, we know the pain points of these students when they come in. And so what we can say is here's the symptom of the problem. But here, here's the root cause. And part of your getting this solved and fixed, and, and the good news is it is solvable, it is fixable, but it might not be an overnight fix. And so what we need to do as mathnasium owners is have that conversation in February, March, April of, you know, what's going to benefit you the most is summer. And it's fun. It's great. But let's do that deep dive. And you can pull out, you know, workout book 5A. You can pull out workout book 6A, A, B, or C. Uh, and just really go deep with some of these students. You can pull out the intervention series. You can pull out, you know, any any number of PKs that will help these students understand and piece the gaps in. But that conversation has to start today. And I will say that if you have that conversation with parents and you say, I know you don't want to come here for summer. I know that's not on your forefront. I know your student doesn't love it, but I guarantee they will be benefited from it. And yeah, they will actually enjoy it. They will have some fun. But you're going to have a different student in August and September if you're willing to come in February, March, April, May, June, and July, and then into the, the school year. You're going to have a different student. You're going to have a more confident student. And so I would really recommend, if you haven't had those conversations, start having those conversations because you can keep a good majority through the summer season just by having one or two conversations with parents. Yeah. Elaine, anything you want to add? No, I think that's great information. <clears throat> I, I think sometimes we forget to put a, enough importance on the mathnasium methods. Right. Because that is what makes mathnasium different. You know, I'm a former educator, and I believe in the mathnasium methods. They are really awesome, and they really, really work. So I know that it's still early, and we're talking about getting into summer, but just to, to kind of provoke some creative thought, um, what are you guys going to do to keep your summer students enrolled for the fall? Go ahead, Elaine. Um, well, we uh, try to have a sit-down conversation with the parents and show them all the games that we've made in the summer and then kind of start pre-planning with them about, you know, the next year and talk about some of the, the tough concepts that the child's going to be facing and what we've done to prepare for those. And um, then we always incorporate a bring a friend day and um, have a big party towards the end of the summer. And then just we're constantly talking to them about what's coming up, what's new, what are we adding in in the upcoming um, season to get them excited and keep them excited. Yeah. Dave, what do you want to add? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a this is, again, the same thing. Same thing applies to summer students as applies to school year parents. Now, I want to say up front, too. So some people will get to kind of beat themselves up because they talk to a parent and the parent only wanted to come for summer and they don't want to come from school year. And that, that's just the truth of mathnasium. There's parents that you could, you could pay them money. Say, I will give you a hundred dollars to come to our program. <laughs> I'll pay you. Yeah. And they, they'll say, eh, no, thanks. It doesn't work in our school year, but yeah. they'll come every summer. Religiously they'll come every mm -hmm. summer. I mean, it's like, like just set your watch and they'll come. But what we're, we're trying to focus on is those parents that, 
are, are, are buying in. Maybe they're not completely bought in, but they're buying in. And I think you do a pre-assessment at the start of summer, post-assessment, and then you go over those results. And you say, you know, here, here's the deal. Here's, here's kind of how mathematics works, is that you can kind of spend a bunch of money and time fixing symptoms, or you can talk about, you know, this is, this is how mathematics works, that if we do just a little bit a day, a little bit a day, you will stay healthy, you will stay knowledgeable, you will stay confident, your student will stay happy, there will be no more t- pain and tears because we're doing little chunks every day. I always liken it to language. You know, language and math have some great similarities that, you know, you've tried, you know, how much Spanish did you take? I took four years in high school. I can't speak a word. Well, a couple words, but you know, I, I can't fluently. I'm not good because I don't practice it every day. Right. But if I was immersed in it and I did it every day or two or three times a week, yeah, you know, the, the brain just likes that a lot more. The body likes that a lot more. And I'd be able to be much more successful in that. And mathematics is no different. Yeah. So I think having those post assessments with the parents, having those sit down conversations and say, look, we've made great strides in the summer. Let's not throw that away. Let's continue that through the school year. And oh, by the way, we have this promotion that you can enroll on. It's, you know, $20 off or $30 off or whatever it is that you feel like is going to kind of hook the potential parent. And I just want to add that that was kind of I was kind of leading both of you because there's two key points that you both made about whether it's getting people in for summer or keeping them for the back to school, which is post assessments and like in-person, like uh, in-person communication and, and making sure that you actually review that post assessment with the parent and do yourself a favor. Don't save that post assessment for the very last visit, like schedule, get schedule an in-person and a, a parent conference, maybe a week or two weeks out and be like, the point of this conference is to show you the progress we've made. I want you and your, you know, your spouse to be there. I want you to see the progress we've made. And then, you know, ultimately let's, let's see where to go from here. But if you leave it for that last day, they're just going to pick their kid up and bounce. Like they'll just take mm-hmm. off and then you're going to be like, Oh, so I'll follow up with you about back to school. And they'll be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> give me a call. And you don't hear from them until November. Mm-hmm. Um, so making sure that you do post assessments and you do, you review those results with them in person. I know we can, we're able to email them and stuff, but, we're the trained professionals and parents need us to interpret those results for them. It would be yeah. like if I were to send a, uh, a letter to Dave right now in Spanish, you know, it's been a while. He probably wouldn't be able to read it, but <laughs> he'd need someone who speaks Spanish to interpret it for him. So yep. kind of same thing. Yep. Um, another thing that we do is in August of 2019, we will call the parents that enrolled in August of 2018. Yeah. Maybe they signed up for six months. And they had great results. And at the end of the six months, they left. But then they think, oh, well, let's do this again this year so we can have another great year. Yeah. Uh, one last thing. Um, Elena, they asked you for your recommendations for franchisee summer marketing. And you made a great point here. You said, focus on improving lead, converge- lead conversion percentage before, before spending more money on marketing. If you aren't converting the leads you have, why spend money getting more? Exactly. If you've got 30 or 40 leads and you're only enrolling three or four kids a month, there's a problem. You and I know that we've got you don't that, need to get more leads. Yeah. And I know that we've got that new automated email, which is great. And I've seen it in action already, but you've got to know that if they're requested more information from Mathnasium, they're probably requesting more information from Code Ninjas and Kumon and other kid activities. So you want to do the best you can to, regardless of that email, be the first to pick up the phone and call them. 
that just hit me like in a very real spot. You just basically just hit my soul right there. Just spoke to your soul. Yeah. Like, (laughs) oh god, like don't even worry about marketing. Working on your conversion. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and like for us, because we enter every single league. You know, if they came and cleaned our windows, we try to enter them as a league because they know some kids somewhere that needs some help sometime. Yeah. But uh, so then, you know, in our case, it's OK if we do have a, a lower than 50 percent conversion rate because we have more leads than the average sender. Yeah. But if you know, we should definitely keep it, you know, 35 to 50 percent. But if we're not doing that, we need to stop spending money on marketing for right now and spend all of our time and energy converting some of these leads. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is there a, well, I think that that's it for today. Is there anything you guys want to add to this before we uh, conclude this segment? No, that's great. Great. Elena, thanks a bunch for joining us today. It sounds like you got a busy day ahead of you. Dave. It was fun. Thanks again, as always. And we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again for joining us today. Convention's right around the corner, so make sure you get those passports ready and stay on the lookout for some more podcasts coming out soon. Hope you have a great start to summer.